0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Jerusalem Muse, the Israel Teacher's Lounge, which is the name of our podcast, where we keep you in touch with what's going on in Israel and hopefully give you some insight behind the headlines. I'm
1: your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host Alan Goldman. How's it going, Alan? It's going great, Mike, because here I am lounging on, on Benji's... Couch, yeah, That's Benji's back. Today. Summertime, so we're not in the school anymore. Back, I right. was
2: here. We went to a podcast <laughs> recently. a couple It's weeks true. Ago. I know. True. I just
0: feel like we have an overall a Benji shortage. We are. We're in a Benji episode. Too yeah. few to Benji the episodes. Doctor yeah. Producer. <laughs>
2: Talk to the producer.
0: Um, we're back from vacation, which is nice. I hope you enjoyed our interim uh, rebroadcast. Uh, you could let us know if that you think is a good use of our. Uh, vacation time, but for today we want to talk about a story that happened while we were on vacation. But people are still talking about it. I actually am getting questions from students about it. Oh, you are? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you later. I'll show you a WhatsApp from uh, Rena. I'm just
1: getting from uh, from family.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Rena had some great questions. So, uh, can you, Alan, fill us in about what happened with these students who left the birthright trip?
1: Right. So basically um, in the, you could say there's uh, an undercurrent movement that's becoming more overcurrent in the Jewish world, which is students who are um, not uh, students who grew up in the Jewish world fairly well affiliated who feel that they didn't get the whole story of, of, Israel's, um, of Israel's history or politics and so there's certain movements one of these movements is called If Not Now that says that it's time to start teaching about uh, Israel's underbelly, the terrible things that Israel does. Right? That's, that's their claim. And that main terrible thing is the occupation, as they call it. Um, and so there were five students on a birthright trip recently who... And
0: everybody knows what birthright is, right? Birth- these, they give free trips to Israel for young Jews for like 10 days to explore
1: Israel. Right. So these five Jews, um, five students... Um, on the last day of the birthright trip staged a walkout where they grabbed the microphone of the bus and said that birthright is not giving the real story of Israel. They're giving a slanted Zionist narrative and not teaching about um, uh, the occupation uh, and the oppression of Palestinians. And therefore, they're walking out on this last day, and they were met as they walked off the bus with uh, representatives from an organization called Breaking the Silence, um, which we maybe can talk about in a little bit, and who then took them to, on a tour of Chevron to show them the real side of what's happening. In um, now, was in, this prearranged. It was prearranged. The birthright students claim it was not prearranged before they came to Israel. They claim that when they, during their trip, they contacted Breaking the Silence after they felt they weren't getting They the somehow story.
0: had the contact that, information available.
2: Yes, that's, that's their sure claim. i you can find on the internet. Yeah, that's not so hard. Right, right. you have to
1: know
0: what
2: to look for. That's not so hard. They well, uh, probably knew what Breaking the Silence was.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, you have to at least know what Breaking the was. You would have some silences.
2: basic information. also, if they're a part of a an an activist network I think they would probably have some resources and support if they're like hey I'm on birthright and this is not what I thought it would be what what else can I do I'm not
0: saying the whole plan was thought out before but some thought was put into this before I think it was
2: planned from day one I mean I I think the intention was I'm (laughs) signing up for this trip And on the last day, I'm going to do this, and we're then going to get people like us to talk about it. So, Renat's
1: question to me was It very well well could be. I'm just saying what they claim, what I saw that that my claim was. I read. uh, First, Renat asked me. But I do believe they were connected with If Not Now before, so that already shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. it shows that they're already in
0: the know. So, she asked me, my student Renat asked me. Um, What do you think of it? And I said, well, it seems like they owe Birthright a lot of money. Because you sign a contract agreeing to certain conditions, you're allowed to leave, but then you owe them back for the free trip. And I don't think that was part of what they did. So it's sort of like somebody spent a lot of money on them and they... Well, apparently they definitely
1: lost their deposit. There's a $250 deposit. No, they uh,
0: yeah, you know, uh, the, by the contract the, they owe the whole.
1: Uh, but by the contract they also owe, but it's unclear whether it birthrights. There's going no to way claim. they're paying
0: it back. I said that. Whereas birth
1: birthrights th- may not claim it back either. They so she said to
0: it. me, but but can't they? She, she was playing devil's advocate. She said, well, can't they claim that they did it in the name of a greater good because they want to expose what they think of as evil? I said, it's very hard to hold the moral high ground when you're doing. Something that's a sham. In other words, if you want to hold the moral high ground, hold the moral high ground. Don't take money from a program under false pretenses and then not pay them. So say, I'm going to pay them back every penny. I don't want their money. And make that public. And
1: then you're about,
0: but you can't hold the moral high ground if you're not holding the moral high ground.
1: Absolutely. Now, what's exciting is that Benji wrote a, a blog for the Times of Israel, which is now in its second day or third day featured. It's still featured a featured blog, yeah. kind of responding to this whole claim. Their basic claim is that birthright never addressed the occupation. It
0: hides the ugly side of Israel and it only shows the beautiful side of Israel. That was right. their claim. And so they they left birthright to join Break the Silence to see the ugly side, because that's the
1: deeper truth that is being ignored by birthright. Right. And Benji uh, responded. So maybe you tell us a little bit yeah, like so I I having felt about Shabbat, Shabbat,
2: Shabbat dinner on Friday night with some friends and this we were talking about it.
1: That
0: checks out. Friday night would be Shabbat dinner. So right, far, checks out. So Sometimes far, I believe so you. And then we were checking. just having this debate. Fact and I instant fact-checking. And, <laughs> and then the um,
2: went on a Shabbat afternoon walk with uh, my wife and uh, our neighbor, who we also was with. He's married. We
1: were at the wedding. Yes, we were. We so were far, fact-checking. Fact Did you ever give him the present? <laughs> He's still... What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> never give me my present. Never. I think I oh, we should have right.
1: brought it
0: today. Yeah, we should have. I have it. I have it. I know where it is.
2: No, no. I claimed mean? my wedding present was uh, in a box for a couple of years. Yes. It's really Just nice. Just to all the people that are listening, uh, I got married on March 27th, 2016. Yeah. Uh, the current date is July 4th, 2018. And I right. paid for it. My I paid for for it. That's well, so <laughs> what Alan, you're the one that's. I trusted you you the most. Yeah. It's a <laughs> Lil
0: Fulberg uh, no, uh, photography <laughs> book. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. It could go right there. It could go right to the coffee table. Yeah, you're going to love it. It's
2: empty right now. We don't have a good coffee table book. Anyway, back to the story. Um,. So I don't know. I was just we were having these conversations, and I was we were talking about. And I felt kind of uh, I admired the passion, right? Is and I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of this if not now stuff. And to me, it's like they're really organizing, you know, independent Jewish communities. There's, There's something in, something in about North America. America. If
1: not now, because I only really briefly. Went um, there. I mean, if
2: not now was actually started by some friends from camp of mine from Camp Vermont in California, um, with the basic premise that. Uh, they can pressure the North American Jewish community to stop supporting Israeli occupation. Um, and the way to, you know, make that impact to prevent the evils supposedly happening here is to do that in the American Jewish discourse by pressuring institutions um, to change how they're teaching, to change how they're talking, to change how they're having certain relationships, um, etc. And they're a part of a, I would say they're, you know... Social justice activist organization. So their main focus is Israel, but sometimes they'll talk about other things um, that are social justice related, specifically in America. Um,
0: Which is good. Social justice is good.
2: No, I I think the the passion is awesome, and I would and also they care about. I, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, I would say kind of a understanding of. What it means to be part of the Jewish people, or Jewish—what are the most important Jewish values? Um, in a way, they,
0: well, you disagree with that.
2: As in, but I love the passion about it. Like they're—they're they're identifying as being very positively Jewish which and I think the a challenge in, seems like in American Jewish society is that most people just aren't identifying. Like, they just right. like don't care. Right. But they, these people really, really care so about senti- Israel. They really, really care about the Jewish people. They might not necessarily care about Zionism and the, the idea that the Jews have a right to self-determination, but they absolutely care about their understanding of, of Jewish values and their kind of utopian vision for what the state of Israel so should be. So if I'm
0: understanding you correctly, you're not saying that their values aren't good Jewish values. You're just saying they are not... In your opinion, and I'm obviously agreeing with you, you're saying they're not balancing them with other Jewish
2: values. Correct. Uh, It made me... um,
0: Which is is the hardest part of moral thinking. Moral thinking isn't just picking a virtue and saying, we must all pursue this virtue. It's weighing different competing moral virtues when they come into conflict. Choosing between good and bad is actually pretty easy. Choosing between good and better and bad and worse... Is the hard work of moral thinking,
2: and I think that the big challenge when we look at Israel is saying, "Okay, if we grew up and we learned that Jewish values mean X, Y, and Z, such as and such as uh, helping poor people, um, you know, not taking advantage of your power to oppress someone else." What we
1: say is equality and
2: justice, uh, equality, justice, Cereka freedom Kavishta. for all, huh? dignity. Uh, right, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdov... The
0: Declaration of Independence of the State of Israel says that Israel should pursue the ethical uh, 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 claims of the prophets of the Bible.
2: Right, And, and, that, and that these are those things. If you see the justification for Israel's existence being on whether or not it um, upholds these specific Jewish values, like if that's how you understand why Israel exists, and then you interpret Israel not to be upholding those values then I think it makes sense to organize in a group like If Not Now to be protesting the fact that why is Israel supposed to mean something to me? And I was told my whole life it means something to me and it's supposedly my whole land, but it's not upholding the values of what it means to be Jewish, then it doesn't necessarily have the legitimacy to call itself a Jewish state unless it changes its values.
0: And it's not that they're saying Israel is inherently bad. The idea of Israel could be nice if... It was living up to what they pre, what they articulate right, and, as and being exactly. Israeli Jewish values. Values are more rebels.
2: important I, than know, Jewish self determination.
1: Yeah, I think that I'm not so sure. I think sometimes they're are uh, riding that line between saying Israel actually shouldn't really exist.
2: Well, I've had and, so I have, I mean, I have friends right? in this organization. Yeah. some are Zionist, some are non-Zionist, and some are anti-Zionist. Right. Yeah. Like, so that's it, I say, and it's so, okay. Because their main focus is anti-occupation activism, and you don't need to be a Zionist or an anti-Zionist to be against the occupation. And they say that is more important. So when that's what I think is the flaws in terms of their activism, which... I can appreciate their activism, even if I disagree with why they're doing it.
1: Their activism and their passion, as you said. Yeah,
2: a the activism, the passion. But I think a Zionist can be an anti-occupation activist. I have no problem with that. It's just you can have a disagreement over policy. You know, right. maybe there's not a little sensitivity for those of us that live here and our security fears and, and etc. Although maybe some of the the uh, in terms of rights and values could pain us, and we right. can talk about that. But there's not there's not that sensitivity, uh, which is important. But would they their their um, message and their activism be accepted more if they were identifying as Zionist? Right. Because what? like are they're saying it's more important these specific values which we say are the most important Jewish values right. than being a Zionist. In a way it's kind of like Haredim coercing Daily life, which is saying like you have to keep Shabbat a certain way, you can only eat specific type of mahadran food, and then applying it to the rest of society and going into secular Israel and saying you're not keeping Shabbos. So you're, what is Zionism? You're eating non kosher food.
0: You're saying and, you're saying both groups are deprioritizing Zionism.
2: Well, I, so I'm actually making the point that I think both groups have these uh, very particular ideas of what it uh, of, of uh, Jewish life, Jewish is, life and values, and and Jewish you, life and values, Jewish life and values. Uh, which both, well, by the, the way, pro- don't necessarily pro- pro- see Zionism as important. Uh, they can e- as in the Haredim aren't so anti-Zionist, they just don't need Zionism today. Well, it depends
1: which Right, right, which. right depends. but I mean
2: like if you look at the political parties, uh, right. general yeah. Haredi society is more apathetic towards the Zionists. Right. Which well, you're pointing than out in, anti- any.
0: in both of these camps, it's Zionism optional you can be kind of a Zionist Correct. as long as you don't prioritize it over our final idea. And both,
2: right. both groups are trying to influence their majority societies and if not now it's trying to influence American Jewish life to their will, just as Haredi society tries to influence Israeli life to their will. Obviously, the, the, the sample sizes are much smaller and if right. not now, circumstance, but...
1: That's an interesting analogy.
2: They're doing At the same thing.
1: And so what you would Could say... Can we define what, what, what three of us mean Zionism, by Zionism that we say is being about to say Zionism, yeah. uh, we, we would say Zionism is the priority here. Meaning... Correct. Jewish national uh, self-determination in our ancient homeland. Or Which means living together, homeland.
0: finding a modus yeah. vivendi that we Jews can live... Once again, as a normal, healthy nation in a homeland with self-rule,
1: which means right. a
0: degree of getting along, because we're not because of all the people on earth. There's no such thing as a nation where everybody's the same and agrees. We Jews are certainly not that nation, and so we have to find a way to live together with a shared right. set of
1: values. Right. So, so we're saying that's our. We would say, see, that is the highest priority here in this discussion. If yeah. we're t- prioritizing the values of Judaism. Now, within that entity, you know, we want a maximum of justice right. and, and Correct,
0: all that. Right. But that entity's survival is paramount. And that means.
1: And you, know, that you cannot create a just society if you don't have the society. Correct. Yeah. If you don't have a society. That's the whole
2: point. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. By the way, Einstein, right. who was in his fashion a Zionist, Einstein, after World War I, became a pacifist. And argued, and he he was a spokesman for the pacifist movement, which we don't think of today as what it was. It was no war under any circumstances. And in the thirties, he abandoned the movement, and its leadership said, "Why have a refugee?" Because of Adolf Hitler, he said, "You can't have. You have to have war to stop this man, because there is no value."
2: That's what Barack Obama said in two thousand two when he came out against the Iraq War. He says, "I'm not against." Wars, I'm just against dumb is, wars. Well, that's actually what he right. said when
0: he got the Nobel Peace Prize also. Right. There is such a thing as just war. And now, killing people is bad. But killing bad people who are trying to commit genocide...
2: So that's... Is, it, it is where bad. With this? But where,
1: where are you going with this?
0: When you deprioritize it Jewish statehood... In other words, if having a state... If Jews having power means they're going to have to do ugly things, like have a military... Then it's not worth having a Jewish state. If that's what your stance is, okay, I get it. But as a Zionist, I can't get behind that. I I think Jewish survival, Jewish health, Jewish. I can't have a state that lives up to ideals and will be a light to the nations if we let it be. If we don't have a state. (laughs) Suicide cannot be the most moral option. Right. It just can't.
1: So I'll I'll play devil's advocate for a second.
2: Okay.
1: For 2,000 years, we lived and created. Jewish, you know, beautiful Jewish communities without a state. So it's not suicide. We survived without a state.
0: Yeah. If, so, if you
1: see exilic, this, I, look,
0: I have a, I have a, uh, a secular and I guess I, I don't, I, a quasi-religious response to that. My secular, I mean, quasi-religious. I like that. Yeah. My yeah. secular response is, I think that at the, by, by the middle of the twentieth century, that's no longer a viable option. In other words, anti-Semitism mm-hmm. has transformed into something that is now capable Weful. of genocide, and you cannot, you cannot expect S- the Jews to survive. So
2: human technological progress is essentially requiring Jewish um, self-determination? Uh,
0: Jewish it's statehood. a bunch of factors that allows for... Part of it is... Part of it is the uh,
2: state was also the one that... The modern state was the one that created... The Jewish genocide, the Holocaust, is and if the Germans didn't have such a bureaucratic, efficient machine, then you know it doesn't happen in that regard.
0: Correct, but what we've discovered, at least the founding principle of the 20th century, is that people without self-rule are vulnerable to oppression, and so no no group should exist without the ability to take care of itself. It's not true still to this day for all groups, and that.
2: But I think right, the modern state changes it because for the most part, that Jews were allowed to. T- to control, they had kind of self autonomy when they were living amongst other empires and, and things like that, um, and the, the state kind of. Well, it's all sorts things. of things.
0: It's also changing from religious anti-Semitism to racial anti-Semitism. It's also the Industrial Revolution that allows for an industrial final solution. It's all sorts of things, but I think anybody who argues past 1945 that 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 exilic existence, whether due to assimilation or genocide. Has a, a strong, healthy future, right. I think is not paying attention to history. In other words, to me, what you're, you're saying, well, it worked, is a little, that sounds to me like the guy who jumps off the roof of the Empire State Building and as he passes the 80th floor, Alice. somebody says, How's it going? He says, So far, so, so good. good. So I think there is an end. In 2,000 years, there's a heck of a track record. I'm not. I'm not diminishing that survival record. That but that still I,
2: can sound disconnected to the secure diaspora Jew living in a coastal city in the United States.
0: Correct. Because because you're not prioritizing. Uh, uh, it sounds disconnected also. If you are forsaking the idea of national entities, ethno-national groups should blend into a universal global Mass. But you that have na- two challenges also, here yeah. in
2: North American Jewish life, which is the redefinition of what it means to be a Jew, which is to be an American with a religious faith, and that religious faith is Judaism. That's number one. And two, by the way, being an American with a Jewish faith. The slipping. You're pretty secure living yeah. in the Valley in Los Angeles. That's or true, but the Jewish Island. I think but the Jewish
0: people so are not. I you think know, think Michael but, Chiba- but
2: they're not. If you're identifying as an American with a Jewish faith, then are you connecting to this notion of the Jewish peoplehood People. at all? Right. They're rejecting that very definition yeah. of what you said. Right, so right, therefore, right. there's no need for Jewish statehood. And I don't know if this is a stretch or not, right. but if you, getting back to like, if not now, right. it was founded in 2014 during the Gaza War right. characterizing Israel murdering 2,000 Palestinians in Gaza.
0: Yeah, if you don't get Jewish nationhood, if you don't get Jewish peoplehood, then you're out of the conversation. And
2: I'm not. I can't. I don't think any of us can make <laughs> this assumption that um, people that start, if not now, are a part of it. Don't understand that. I mean, I just. I, I don't know, and I don't want to speak for someone that I've not spoken to about it. But it, the fact of the challenges. of well, statehood in sovereignty, right. when you're looking at what the entire country of Israel, from left to right, S- saw as a defensive war, that every death on the other side as a basic fact of murder, as opposed to. Some people that died were innocents and they shouldn't have been killed and other people were militant terrorists and they were sure. shooting at us so we had to shoot back.
1: Right. So I, I was... Um, I, last night, went tried to go through the website of If Not Now and a bunch of the literature. I, I, I wasn't exhausted but it was pretty good. Um, and I would say I do not remember... I, I, I was looking for it and not and did not see anywhere where find us as Jewish nation and that... They're right? very focused. People... No, they use the word people. And then there's Israel. But I do not think that they buy into this notion of uh, of what we when we talk about Jewish nationality. I, well, yeah, for sure. But... It- um, that's my problem with the word exactly. people, is that it's malleable enough that exactly. it, it loses meaning. Exactly. And I think for them, Jewish people is exactly that. It's like this vague term of we have this vague ancestral, familial, historical connection, but it's not a nation as the way that Zionism talks about as a nation. And, right. and, and so I, I would go out to say I don't think they do buy into that. For the most part, as an organization, and, and the, the, the organization is also uh, the, my second. We haven't talked about this yet, but my peeve, especially going like what I'm at now, is especially we, if we bring Roman to the conversation. I don't. We want if we want to, but Go ahead. Um, right. This is sort of going all uh, parallel to this, where these Romanics who um, who met with the director Mitch Cohen and it's blown up in the, in the media, Jewish and Israeli media. Um, about the role of, uh, uh, of all of this in the Iraq camps this summer and Israel education in the camps but what I'll say is that where they with Vermont seeming to push a educational agenda teaching complexity to younger students and all that yeah. all their literature is about political activism and there's one they have one focused political activism to end the occupation yeah they are a very uh, focused
2: political activism I
1: have a problem with that or, you know sort of trying to make that mix
2: between political activism and education
1: yeah i'm saying to to try and put yourself off as wanting to you know wanting to educate. In other words, the whole birthright thing was the same thing. You have to tell us about this. No, because their 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 agenda is very practical. I believe in values and, uh,
0: education. So if you want to talk about the social justice value you and you want to talk about in your education, what are the pros and cons of how Israel's handling the occupation and what are the options, that's educational. You can't say that it's educational if it's taking a political position and saying
2: can't they use political activism to change educational content, if it's focused specifically on Israel?
1: One hundred percent. But don't but 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 don't claim that you're that you're educators. Don't come in as an educational advisor.
0: Yeah. Pressure the educators Pressure to be more. Right. to open
1: know. it. But, uh, but uh, again, yeah, com- education. By the comments. way, by the way, no, because their educational because their educational goal is to end occupation.
2: Correct. So, so that's, that's not, not an educational goal. That's not an
1: educational goal. That's, right. a, political that's goal. a political goal. Well, I
2: don't. So is the educational goal to end occupation? That's what they at least say to everywhere. Have awareness. They think
1: the what they call the occupation which we can have that discussion over that word or not, but what they call the occupation, they they say must end, and that we have to do everything we can to end it, and therefore we should be teaching our students that the occupation is bad. Yeah,
2: because if you learn that when you're 6 years old or 15 years old, then you'll be a political activist...
1: Yeah. In other words, if you, want, if you want to teach about the ramifications of the Six Day War and what it means for Israel to have to uh, to have to conquer that area and now to control militarily and to, and the differences between you know the problems with the peace process and it failed it didn't fail Israel's responsibility, Palestinian responsibility, yeah. our world. What are the, the different approaches? So, what are the pros and cons? Yeah, of the that's approaches. what we do in class. That's education. But if you're walking in right saying to birthright that's a exactly that's, that's what you do for the birthright right. Right. the youth. But that's yeah, education. But that's not what they're asking. They think that edu- they have determined that that Israel education is active Israel is immoral because it's not education no but that's, that's right. what they're
2: saying as in breaking the silence on an educational group they're an I activist can, group and right. them so they can there's do a word they want. For, it's okay the, but it's not they're not taking an educational tour of they're, they're activists for a specific there judgment. is, a, there, is going there. There, there is right. a
0: word for if I organize information to convince you of a particular political perspective Correct. there's a word for that I think it's called advocacy it's called advocacy, <laughs> or it's called more appropriately, I think, propaganda. Oh, propaganda. All right. So, th- so say I'm a propaganda organization for a political position, and right. that's fine, but don't right. say that you're education. You're not right. I say
1: I- this to any organization that makes that claim. Exactly, and that's the that, yeah, and, that and that's the problem. So you're political activist. And, active,
2: so and no. then the um, the what we were talking about earlier, the challenge of like emotional versus kind of intellectual engagement. Or that's because Birthright is doing both. Like, they want you to have an emotional engagement with the idea that all Jews, no matter where they come from, even if they're not halakhically Jewish, belong to the Jewish people, and they have a country, and that's called Israel, and you should understand the story and connect to it emotionally, you know, participate and let's be in Jewish honest, activities. Is like, Birthright
0: an educational experience, that 10 days?
2: No. I would say so. Birthright's not an educational experience. <laughs> is Birthright not filling in the gaps for people that didn't have any Jewish education and then the Jewish community comes together? Well, what do we said, mean by an
1: educational experience? That's a good question. And also, what do you mean by Birthright? Because there are many different providers. Correct. So, it's not so fair, many different so providers. Right. In, yes. I think the
2: very idea of Birthright is a crash course in Jewish education. Well,
1: well uh, now what you get here is you're, we're getting to a mucky field of... of Travel education. It's right. And what travel is education
2: is travel very complicated. It's
1: I, would say it's a,
0: I would say it's a crash course in connecting no, to th- Israel.
2: I think it's a crash course in connecting to Israel. There's a difference a between, the a difference
1: between uh, ed- education and, t- or an educator and a tour guide, right?
2: Right, but so, I think they, they uh, advertise the guides as like tour educators.
1: They do. Uh, Even ed- if
2: they are, That's yeah. they have a special course for them. No, but I mean, same it's again. definitely uh, an I, I think it's it an really informal th- education experience. I, I don't think you could take that away from I the think
1: thing.
0: that's probably fair.
2: I Again, it's, pro- it's probably fair. And certainly, I'm sure there are definitely providers
1: that do it more and providers that do it less. For sure. Right. right. Um, are,
2: like, you know. And Birthright regulates this. Like, they have, these are the spots you need to do. These are the activities you right. need to do. Um, you know, there's a three different, I, I mean, I've read this before, like, we do this value set this value set like kind of the philosophy there's like a vision I think it's like three-pillared
1: but that that being said it's
2: what can like for someone that's coming with an open slate that never had a bar mitzvah only one of their parents is Jewish and they celebrated Christmas more than Hanukkah right Right. and coming on birthright like
0: by the way there are Haredim on birthright
2: oh yeah I spoke to a group of all males from Brooklyn that all had yeshiva high school education I spoke to a
0: Haredi group of Hasidim a third of which were Satmer
2: on birthright
1: yep (coughs) I don't don't get that I don't get how that fits in the goals of birthright but that's a different discussion of birthright totally Um, but uh, so where are we guys Um, no so I was talking about
2: so that I I, I, after Shabbat I got on my computer and I was like I'm just gonna you know write some thoughts and then at the end of the fast day I finished it and then I submitted it to the times of Israel and then the next day I turned on my computer and then it's Feature there, um,
1: with a different title than you gave it. <laughs>
2: with a different title than I gave it, but you know that's they're allowed to do that, and that's fine, right? Um,
1: well, people I, don't realize that
2: was, uh,
0: editors I, provide I, titles.
2: Yeah, uh, no, that's normal. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. I I thought I was curious with the. Res- I mean, I didn't have an idea that um, it would be featured or shared so many times. I think it was just kind of me trying to get a space to write out some thoughts and share it with you guys and a few other friends, and I wasn't sure I was going to post it on Facebook, and I thought I would just get it lost in the blogosphere. But what was was your main
1: claim? Your main claim was that... Right, because these these instances... never. I've I've been
2: been with birthright groups since I was 24 years old, speaking about geopolitics. I'm 31 now. So I've been doing this for about seven years, Uh, and I would go to a group and meet them for about 90 minutes, and my basic philosophy and vision for this 90 minute session hasn't changed much, which is I present the the conflict here as a territorial dispute between two legitimate national groups. And it's been going on for about a century and they experience it different events in different ways. 1948 for me is independence. It's miraculous. It's historical justice. It's liberation. And for a Palestinian that lives a mile away from me, it was Nakba, catastrophe, injustice, and tragedy. And to talk about these two different stories, and I don't shy away from the fact that I'm a Zionist. I moved here from Los Angeles and voluntarily joined the army. Like I'm trying to do is per- to explain that I have this emotional identity where I find living in Israel so meaningful but I can actually have an intellectual engagement with this subject to entertain ideas which contradict my very identity. And I can say that these ideas that contradict my identity are just as legitimate as mine. And using the conflict to use to, to, to talk about, so we can talk about Zionism and how amazing it is to be probably in the greatest moment of Jewish history, 70 years of Jewish independence, but also to talk about how the last 70 years of Jewish independence, the Palestinian narrative, this is 70 years of injustice and tragedy, and it's still not but for many Palestinians
0: today. So I'll play devil's advocate. If I was, and if not now, well forget forget these particular yeah. young people and what they did and how they did it. Just If I spend nine days going on rah, 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 mm-hmm. Israel, and 90 minutes is a genuine experience of education with Benji, did Birthright do its job?
2: I, I only defended what I know, no, I, I, which I would, is I. I've been, again, if you're a group
0: from an "if not now" perspective,
2: no, they could. They, they would if, say that. if the only uh, conversation is with an external educator speaker, then maybe they're not wrong, right? But right. I mean, I speak to guides all the time, and we kind of talk about what they've done, and they've usually been in the Golan, Harbental, and they talk about Syria and Lebanon. Uh, and the, the they, guides do it but the problem right, is but
0: they're not talking about Palestinians
2: maybe they're not talking about Palestinians but if they're coming into Jerusalem it, sometimes the they do and sometimes they don't but sometimes they talk about Palestinians and the guides are like can talk about Iran and Syria because we, we were just down in St. Road and the whole Gaza envelope but here's
1: the, here's the conflict the, the conflict that you brought up a little bit before in terms of teaching and how we teach and we find that also yeah. it's how do you stay inspirational because we have a value. We believe in this country. We believe that we have a right, right to be here. How do you stay inspirational and get that message across that we believe in our narrative, but yet recognize that there is a conflicting experience of that's another group of people I'm out there? I would even take another step other. back. And at I would say. Very,
2: at least the very least to respect the Zionist idea if you say that's not for me. Right. Well, I would even take a yeah, step But
1: we're more than just respecting, because we're in, in, in. I'm talking about Birthday in general, right, right, not right. Your, your talk. But Birthday in general, when we teach in Year, we're about inspiring. I would, take,
0: I would take a step back from both of you and say, Zionist education is a lot bigger than teaching about the Palestinians and, and the conflict yeah, with the Palestinians. And so if you are from right. If Not now, and you think that is the story of Israel, so A, I don't think you're understanding what Israel is. B, you know, and you maybe have deprioritized de- that, and that's fine. But for those of us who think that Israel is something bigger and want to teach it, then we have the right to teach it. In its full con- fuller context That means you can't leave out What is a really major Political and moral challenge to the state of Israel You can't teach about Israel without addressing it But that shouldn't be it, To me, you know what it's a little and bit I, I, like
2: And um, I think most teachers on this I don't know if the statistics on it But I bet a lot of Jewish educators Won't use the word occupation in their class Whether they believe in it or not no, Just Like I, we, we have a whole unit called occupation right? Well, I, I, we're not afraid of Talking about the sticky realities of an intractable conflict.
0: I think what bothers, if not now, and, if not now, at its essence that. is stop. Think. If not now, if I'm understanding it correctly, is saying, look, American Jewish establishment, stop cheerleading for Israel and really educate about what's really going on. But that overreaction becomes, let's focus Ooh. on the negativity and the ugly realities instead of expanding uh, to include that. Let's replace what we do, which is rah rah, everybody feel in, fall in love with Israel, feel connected. Let's replace that with real education that is inspirational, that builds connection. That but you,
2: you can be rah-rah and talk about the sticky stuff. That, that's
0: what I'm saying. No, you that's
2: You can that's it, what
1: I think uh, it, Ideally, Birthright can, is trying it, to do. It, it, it but, it's but it's not now saying... failings
2: of a country. Every country has moral failings. But go back to your who you're disagreeing with.
1: Go back to your person. Go back to your person uh-huh. on a 10-day tour who this is it. This is all you have with them.
2: Right.
1: That, that's a very different situation that we have on Gap Year or that you have in a day school. You just said the person is very it doesn't have much connection. You bring here the whole idea was birthright. Was this is supposed to be the you know the the battery jumpstart
2: to being a part of the Jewish people?
1: You about Jewish people and you know you know what it's like on a ten day tour. You're running. You're tired. You're going to the beach. You're sunburned. You're this and this. How much time do you have to delve into complex
2: right issues? It's well, you know,
1: not now
0: one. I to spend five days exploring the Palestinian problem.
1: Listen, I, I think you're being I too generous. It, to, yeah. If not now, but if not now, has characterized Israel as bad because we are immorally occupying right. and until and until that ends. There's nothing else. There's, not, there's nothing else, else to about. talk about.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that's and, I think that's a problem when you talk about anything, and I think sometimes you have social activism which is disproportionate. I think one of the things that makes somebody like Martin Luther King exceptional as a leader is he didn't throw out the baby with the bathwater. He didn't, and I think what what somebody like Malcolm X got wrong was he said if you're if you're not with us, you're just the enemy, and King is saying no, no, no. There's a check that was written for justice and we have to fulfill it. But I'm not I'm not saying everything that America is is garbage because we have to solve this problem. And I think that's what if not now to a certain extent is staying in, in Israel. But I, I think it's a deeper problem that you were alluding to before when you're talking about nationality. When I lived in the States, I would go into Ju- remember when there were bookstores?
2: Yeah, I love bookstores.
0: Okay, so they're barely a thing anymore. But uh borders. Union Square
2: still on yeah.
0: Barnes and Noble's still open. Israel still has bookstores. Yeah, Israel still has well, New New York still has bookstores. They're fewer and fewer, and they're more even the ones private bookstores. But even when there were borders is gone. Let's say, I went for instance, I went into borders, any borders in the United States, yeah. and you go into the. they have a section on religion and philosophy. So you go and you look, oh, here's philosophy, oh, here's religion, here's Christianity. They have a whole thing for Eastern religions, which is really a mishmash of things that don't really necessarily belong together. Then they have the Jewish section. And in a, a Jewish neighborhood, for instance, you could even have up to like two shelves of Jewish books. Mm-hmm. And one side would be Anything to do with Jewish history, Jewish biography, Jewish ethnography. Or, and then the other full shelf would be Holocaust. And I remember thinking, as an American Jew, I'm like, "What? that's weird. Like, if the Jewish experience is half the Holocaust in American Jewish perception. I, I'm not, now, having a third of our people killed within yeah, a century a huge, is a huge event. But that's a weird way to look at Jewish identity and existence. But that's
2: when you, you that, grew up... For the, the 80s mm-hmm. 70s No, no, no. I'm
1: talking about the 21st century
0: when I lived in Cleveland yeah
2: it's oh, bec- seriously half I'm of it still
1: was still in. the Holocaust it still yeah. is it still is it was a decision made either we could argue consciously or subconsciously by the Jewish establishment in the 70s because they saw the dwindling you know the, the oncoming assimilation yeah, yeah. to to root Jewish identity in Holocaust it didn't identity. work well, that's why they went to the Holocaust Museum
2: worked for the 50 plus population today That's us. Right. No, I think a lot of the secular...
1: (laughs) That's why we took two weeks off. I was in Poland. (laughs) No, the
2: secular Jewish population in North America, based on their ages, I would say, just like, what's their ideal Jewish value? uh, By the way, uh, not just that. It's not just
1: the plus 50s. It's even lower. Something like like 79% in the Pew study. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, said the Holocaust is like a major you know the United States there's an
0: African American museum in the National Mall in the United States there's there's a Native American museum there's Smithsonian what did the Jews build? Holocaust Holocaust Museum. Museum that's the story of the Jews by the way I on my vacation went to the Golan I didn't go to Poland so it didn't work on me and as important as and I taught the Holocaust I'm, uh, I, you know I think it's obviously a crucial thing to educate about but it's not that central no, it's part
1: now. of our I mean it's a significant it's part of our it's history a third of, of our people were
0: murdered within the last right. century and it changed yeah. Jewish history it's, it's, it is right. an elephant in the room but it shouldn't be the cornerstone of our identity for sure not yeah Correct. so the same thing with social justice as opposed to national life that's what I'm saying alright well good to be back good to see you Benj Good it's to great you, right? to see you, Bench. It's nice
1: to see your apartment. Oh, you why do have you? You're so, our so our freaking so competitive, Light. It's Every time I do,
0: he has to outdo to me. I say, We're "Great right. to see you." He says, "Great to see you."
2: <laughs> oh, a lot of light, right? It's nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's
0: a beautiful, great light. light. Yeah. I, I saw your first apartment. This one's—I uh, nothing against your first apartment. This one's nicer. Uh, this one's
2: way better. Yeah, uh, go, uh, go, my wife for finding it. Yeah, uh, designing it, and um, it's a pleasure to
1: live here. <laughs> In the heart of Jerusalem. But it must In the heart be of a must be a drag carrying the, the bags from the supermarket
2: oh yeah because <laughs> we have a like garden area in the front yeah. but you gotta walk like a good 100 maybe less 100 at least it's not a huge staircase but then yeah. we don't hear cars
1: right if, uh,
2: but you probably have a lot of cats so many cats oh
0: <laughs> my gosh yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> what are you gonna do see and yet it's still worth it it's still, worth, still it. worth it living it in, in Israel?
2: Israel duh
1: jinx
0: out. <laughs> <Alex. laughs>
2: Living so in Jerusalem's
0: amazing. All right. Well, now that the, con- the conversation has degraded to that <laughs> point that we're playing jinx, jinx. Uh, let's uh, say...
2: middle middle-aged men
0: playing jinx on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs>
1: Wednesday afternoon. Later. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Jerusalem U, the Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. Please feel free to subscribe through whichever service you use. Also, come join us on the Facebook page and ask us questions and keep up to date with what we're doing. We love feedback. Also, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes and review and rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. It would make a very big difference for us and you would earn our eternal gratitude. Thanks so much.